Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. important is that we really establish that this is a humanitarian crisis and we're here. South Shore residents responded with resounding rejection. While this crisis may constitute an emergency for the city of Chicago, it does not constitute an emergency for the South Shore community. Incoming migrants have overwhelmed district police stations by the hundreds. It's my turn. It's my turn. Hello. But city leaders could barely eke out a word of the details about a proposed respite center at the former South Shore High School. When it comes to the total number of people at South Shore at any given point in time, it is fluid. We'd start with 250, 500. How could you do that without consulting us? I am concerned with safety in the area. You and everybody else, Chicago resident, that's Chicago, where they are absolutely out of their heads about what's coming because everybody's getting ready for an influx. Hundreds of thousands of people ready to stream across the border as Title 42 goes away. No, the White House does not have this under control. The Biden administration doesn't have this under control. Alejandro Mayorkas does not have this under control. There is no control. It doesn't exist. Everything they say about, look, the border is well in hand, we have control, is a lie. Everything they say about we're able to handle this is untrue. They've emptied the beds at the border let me say that again they have emptied the beds at the border to make room for new people where did they empty them to where did they put people well that's that's a great question don't have an answer for you just out into the country here you go welcome welcome title 42 will expire this evening there will be a rush to the border And we have an administration that does not care. This is not debatable. This isn't even political. This is criminal. And anybody who defends it is out of their minds. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833-468-8669. You're okay with what's happening to the border? You're okay with with an open border or just letting people through with letting Title 42 end with nothing to take its place? Well, you're in a very, very small bit of company. Senator Kirsten Sinema isn't with you. Title 42 goes away on Thursday, and everyone here in Arizona knows we are not prepared. The Biden administration had two years to prepare for this and did not do so. And our state is going to bear the brunt, and migrants will be in crisis as soon as next week. It will be a humanitarian crisis because we are not prepared. I would inform the senator of something she probably already knows, which is it's already a humanitarian crisis. But as the people in Chicago just explained to you, what about their humanitarian crisis? It's the conversation missed by everyone except us, because we're the only people who ever asked the question. Why is everything about their humanitarian crisis? What about us? What about the humanitarian crisis for those ranchers who end up with dead bodies uh, in the fields? 
What about the humanitarian crisis for the parents who lose their kids to a fentanyl poisoning when their kid doesn't do fentanyl, but it was pushed here, it was provided there, it was done there, all coming from across the border? The Cato Institute might want to tell you it's coming from Americans bringing it back for their own nefarious purposes, but that wouldn't explain why the cartels are making so much money off of it. Of course it's a problem. Part of a multifaceted problem. Are women and children dying at the border? Yes. Are women being raped all the way up and down the line? Yes. Are people being abused? Absolutely. That doesn't take away from what's happening to us as American citizens. Black and white and Asian and Hispanic, Christian and Jewish and Muslim and gay and straight. And it doesn't take away from what's happening to us. Why don't we matter in the conversation? Rest assured, we do matter. We absolutely matter in the conversation. And anybody who says otherwise should be dismissed. But I'd be curious to know. Who are the people who are looking at the border right now, looking at the removal of Title 42 that will come today, and says, this is all fine? 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. I want you to defend the Biden administration's maneuvers on this without using the word Trump. Can you? Can you do that? Oh, God! Try. I want you to engage a conversation about what Joe Biden, as president, who decides policy on the border, I want you to explain how the lifting of Title 42 with nothing to replace it is a good thing without using the word Trump. Can you do it? I know it's tough. I know it's tough. But um but I I I have faith in you. I have faith in you. If you're really a supporter of Biden, you'll have a reason why this is valuable. 8334688669. If you're just some talking head goof, well then you'll bring up Trump and now we'll know what what you're all about. And if you say, oh, Tony, so you play some stuff out of Chicago, big deal. This is just some right-wing talking point, and, and, and no one's really worried uh, about the border at all. Uh, okay, you're wrong, but you can say that. But I think that I should bring the receipts as to how concerned people are about the border. And to do that, hey, we're going to need a This was Laura Ingram's show where uh, she had a, a man on the street talking to people about this because, of course, New York is going to get people. Of course, New York is going to get, you know, New York's getting a thousand people a day. They're like, uh, we can't do this anymore. We can't do this anymore. That's before the end of Title 42. They're getting a thousand migrants a day, illegal immigrants a day. And as we have seen, 
everybody is going to feel it. Wherever you may be, why do you think you won't feel it? Why do you think your city somehow shouldn't get a delivery? Texas should just suffer? Texas has proven they won't suffer in silence, and neither will Arizona. Even Katie Hobbs, this ridiculous child who is the governor, is moving people around. Yeah, they're not coming to Arizona. They're not coming to Texas. They're coming to the United States. And Martha's Vineyard and Manhattan and the District of Columbia and uh, Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, should all feel it. Maybe they'll do something to stop it. But before you tell me this is right-wing talking point, let me go to this montage of the people of New York. There should have been a better plan at the border. <laughs> yeah, now you're Someone right. should have figured it out yeah. by now. It doesn't sound feasible mm-hmm. at the moment, you know what I mean? I don't think just putting them all on the street in tents is a good idea. I think that's a disingenuous thing to do. Where are they going to eat? Where are they going to go to the bathroom? Where are they going to shower? And where do they get clothing? And how do they take care of their children? They should be allowed in America, but you know what? I work my moms <laughs> off. I pay my taxes, so... Let them stay where they are for the moment. Okay. They've been dealing with this problem for years now. Three, four, five administrations and nothing's happened. And they got to get it together and do something about it. We don't know who these people are. We're talking $4 billion to pay for their housing. And that's a lot of money that the city probably doesn't have. What do you think that would do to the city, having blocks shut down and people who've never lived here? On Major the blight on the city landscape. Major blight. You don't know. By the way, the use of the word blight there... Dude, that's dead on. That's a solid use. That, that, I think that's the proper use of the terminology right there. The best was that woman who's like, um, look, I love everybody, but this is interfering with my life. Are they going to eat? Where are they going to go to the bathroom? Where are they going to shower? And where do they get clothing? And how do they take care of their children? They should be allowed in America, but you know what? I work my moms off. I pay my taxes, so let them stay where they are for the moment. How about for more than the moment? It was Milton Friedman who once said, you can have uh, open borders if you just didn't pay for, uh, for things for people. If you just didn't provide services, would it really matter? And the answer is is yes. I believe Milton Friedman got that one incorrect, uh, just for just based on a conversation of safety and security. It's not just me who thinks the Biden administration. Sorry, who knows the Biden administration has failed? It's not just me that has recognized how ugly the situation is. You know, I've only taken one trip to the border. I'm already planning more. It's already horrific. The money, the death, the danger, the total feeling of helplessness that far too many Border Patrol have. They want to do their job. They're prevented from doing it. And now you just made it worse. You made it more difficult. And the only answer one rationally can come to is you're okay with it. So I want to hear from the progressives who are okay with it. I want to hear you tell me why this is fine and everyone's just, you know, getting excited for no good reason. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. Tell me. I'm all ears. I'm Tony Katz. 
So what your committee laid out was allegedly 20 different LLCs that were used in a personal way, in a business way, money going here, money going there. Um, but you heard the claim from Democrats and many others. What? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, before you answer that, that, what, 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 well, what, as we yeah. try and advance the story, what can we well, expect next mm -hmm. from your committee? Where's this going? Well, can, you'll continue to see us investigate and have more updates like the press conference yesterday. And everyone wants to say there's no connection to the president. We have debunked many of the lies that have been told. We were told that the, that the laptop was fake. It was not. We were told that, that Joe Biden, that this didn't happen while he was vice president. It did. We proved that with Romania yesterday. And the Democrats and the left want to say that has nothing to do with President Biden, except for the fact that this is literally his family tree, including a grandchild and nieces and nephews that are likely just innocent collateral damage and had nothing to do with any of this. But when you look at the number of shell companies, the millions of dollars being moved around, the access they had to the president, vice president, this is the most corrupt scheme in American politics. And it ought to be it ought to be investigated to the fullest extent of the law. And the left has said for years, well, that no one is above the law. will prove it. Put your money where your mouth is. That's Representative Nancy Mace, who confounds and gets people all upset and rhino and squish and anti-Trump on fire on this subject regarding the Bidens, a subject that should not be pushed to the wayside. There is a serious, serious issue regarding the corruption that is in the Biden family that takes place because of Hunter. What is it that Joe Biden knows or knew and when did he know it? Exactly what access did Hunter Biden have to classified documents that were just strewn about Joe Biden's uh, Corvette? There are answers that are required. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. The House Oversight Committee, we shared it yesterday, stating that the Biden family has received money from foreign nationals. Never mind that there's a whistleblower that says exactly this that Joe Biden took money from a foreign national for policy decisions when he was vice president of the United States. That form exists. The FBI has it. It is not classified, but the FBI refuses to hand it over to uh, the House Oversight Committee headed up by Kentucky Republican James Comer. They won't do it. They won't do it. Comer was clear. I want to be clear. This committee is investigating President Biden and his family's shady business deals that capitalize on Joe Biden's public office and risks our country's national security. They are saying that the records show the Biden family, associates and companies allegedly received over $10 million from foreign companies, including from China and Romania. Now, I shared something with you was it earlier this week? Oh, time flies when you're having a good time. It was said by former Speaker Newt Gingrich, who is still smarter than the rest. Anybody's going to doubt this. They're, they're nuts. And he made a point to Juan Williams. And the point was, was that there's no reason... Anyone does business with Hunter Biden. There's no reason. 
Juan Williams reminded us that that uh, Hunter Biden is a, a, a drug addict. He he he's uh, an alcoholic. He's a sex addict. And this makes Newt's point. Of the Trump family. So is there a double standard here? When I call out the Trump family? Well, you're saying that. When I know about, I know, I don't know about it. Look, I think you have a son, uh, Joe Biden's son, Hunter, who might make some business deals. Newt describes this as millions flowing to the family, kind of, a, you know, amorphous. But I know specifically of two billion dollars that went to Jared Kushner. Nobody's going to argue about that. All right. My other point is, if you listen to his description of Hunter, why would anyone invest in Hunter? They were investing in Joe. Fact. Nobody invested in Hunter. Nobody believes in Hunter. That's got to be an awful feeling, by the way. I'm not saying it's easy to be Hunter Biden. I'm not saying he doesn't have serious problems. But nobody invests in Hunter. It's all to get access to Joe. Everything is about access to Joe. I'm not going to let this story go away. Nobody's above the law is absolutely the right argument. The argument that Nancy Mace is making is the proper one. No one's above the law. Let's go to work. Let's go get it done. What the Bidens have done, what it looks like they have done, I should say, I guess that's the proper way to say it, innocent until proven guilty, should at the very least be investigated. You've got Senator Ron Johnson saying that the evidence is going to show how clear the corruption is within the family. The volume of evidence is clear. It makes clear the corruption within these agencies, but also makes clear the corruption of the mainstream media who will largely ignore and minimize it. Now, that's a part two of this. You may be desperate for power, but at what... At what, um, at what cost? At what cost... There's documentation that the um, Oversight Committee wants and the FBI has the audacity to say no. Speaker McCarthy speaking uh, to Pete Hegseth of Fox. I want to move to another topic as well, which is the investigation of the Biden family, Hunter Biden. James Comer, one of your chairmen, revealed a lot of information yesterday. But the FBI is still stonewalling a subpoena on information that might tie the big guy, Joe, to these family dealings that were revealed at the press conference. What do you do about that? That's unacceptable. I'm going to call um, Director Ray today because we have oversight of the FBI. We have the right. Comer is simply following information that he has found. We should find all the information. Isn't it quite interesting that foreign countries give millions of dollars to different LLCs that trace down to the entire Biden family to grandchildren? What are they doing? Why are you hiding money that direction? And why is foreign money coming from other countries while he's in office? What are they doing? 170 suspicious activity reports? I mean, one is bad enough. Yeah. Who has that many? And why would you hold that information back? You're protecting. You'd want all in the open. And as a member of Congress, it doesn't matter if this person is Republican or Democrat. We have oversight of the FBI. If the FBI at any times thinks they could withhold information from Congress, we have a severe problem on our hands. And I hope that McCarthy acts well upon it. Because it's going to make McCarthy look good. And I think for a lot of people, McCarthy looks better than they thought. Trump had a town hall. Whatever CNN was thinking beats me. Because Trump won and CNN lost. That doesn't mean I like everything I heard. 
doesn't mean that the country's like, oh, you see, Trump's the only guy. Dear Lord, everybody, just stop being crazy. I'm Tony Katz. CNN was thinking. Don't ask me why they chose to do it. Just be thankful that they did, won't you? Just be thankful that CNN made the decision to have the town hall and you got to watch Caitlin Collins get the snot kicked out of her and the entire CNN lineup afterwards just be all super pouty. Oh. Holy hell, I don't know what they were thinking. I, I don't, I never know what those people are thinking. I don't know why they do what they do. Just stop pretending that you have a neutral voice. If Chris Licht, the CEO, wants to actually go about, I don't know, having a network that's worth a good holy damn, well, terrific. I'm really looking forward to it. But this is unserious. This is crazy, ridiculous Fakakta madness from this network. They're just terrible. And they don't have to be. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Let's share a couple of things really quick. And I know I'm going to get yelled at for many of the, uh, of the things that I say, but you know, whatever. I got an email today. Why don't you just admit you're for DeSantis? I never said that. I am for the candidate that can win a general. I am for defeating Joe Biden. I'm for defeating the political left. I don't shy away from this statement. I endorse this statement. I believe this. And I will work hard to get the result. As hard as I possibly can. I'm going to work to get this result. I don't know why anybody would even question such a thing. Why should I shy away from that? Somebody's in favor of Joe Biden staying in office. It's fine by me. I mean, it's not actually fine by me. It's totally weird by me, but neither here nor there. In order to beat Joe Biden... As crazy as this sounds, I have to ask myself, how does one win? What does it take to win? What votes do you need? I look at that and I say to myself, well, one of the things that you may very well need is suburban women. Trump has a super hard time with suburban women. Are we going to pretend that that's not true? Of course it's true. 
He's going to have a hard time. He already had a hard time with suburban women. He is going to need them to be victorious. So why are we questioning whether or not this is an issue? Of course it is. Is it the only issue? No. Let's argue that Ron DeSantis isn't actually likable and people are turned off by his robotic manner. Totally possible. Totally possible that people be like, "Uh, no thanks. No thanks, don't want it, not interested in it. He's not the guy. This guy is just a complete and total turnoff. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe it won't. I don't know. What I know is, if you tell me Trump can win because he won before, you're telling me you're not serious. That he won before is completely insignificant because this is 2024, not 2016, because he lost 2020. The election was stolen. That's a losing argument. I'm talking about how you gain voters so you grow your opportunity. You're telling me about something that happened three years ago. And even though I may very well agree with you, Regarding things that happened and that we should be aware of them and we should not be uh, afraid of them. We should not be afraid to note this, to fight these things as they happen. If you're going to spend all of your time legislating, litigating, I should say, not legislating, litigating 2020, you lose, Boychuk. Anybody who wants to take me on on this subject is more than welcome to. I don't mind kicking a little ass. I need us on the same base page. You have to be forward looking. You can talk about your experience, but you need to be forward looking. This is where Trump does best, where Trump does worse. The worst is when he is relitigating. This entirety of 2020. It's a loser's losing argument. And he should stop having it. Will he learn? Will he focus? <laughs> I don't know about that. I want the guy who will win in a general. That's all I care about. Now, I want a guy who will win, who will also do the things that I need done. And I will say to you that Trump talks a good game, but he didn't do everything I needed. I need the actual results. Whether that's going to be Trump, whether that's going to be Tim Scott, whether that's going to be Ron DeSantis, I don't have the answer. I know that all three are better than Joe Biden. So I start with a look, I, I, I eventually, I'm sure, will have somebody that I favor. I'm sure of it. But if they don't happen to win the nomination, 
I'm not going to be like, well, okay, then I'm not voting for him. If you tell me it's Trump or Biden, I'm voting for Trump. You don't have to worry about me. You know who I have to worry about? I have to worry about the Trump ideologue who I don't know if they'll vote for DeSantis. They haven't shown me that they're serious about winning. They've shown me that they're serious only and solely about Trump. Sorry, that's not worth a good holy damn. Neither was this town hall last night, which, of course, Trump beat the living snot out of Caitlyn Collins. Collins wasn't prepared for this. Collins isn't ready for this. Collins isn't capable. What are we all insane? You think that that uh, Collins can do this? That she can handle what it is Trump can throw at her? That she's smart? She might be smart. She might be capable at what she does, but she wasn't capable at this. Then again, who in the world was going to be able to do this? This was a losing proposition for CNN. Only a fool would do this. But CNN has proven themselves the fool more than once. I mean, you weren't ready for this to take place? Because uh, we did fantastically. We got 12 million more votes than we had in, uh, as you know, in 2016. Uh, I actually say we did far better in that election. Got the most uh, that anybody's ever gotten as a sitting president of the United States. Uh, I think that uh, when you look at that result and when you look at what happened during that election, uh, unless you're a very stupid person, you see what happens. A lot of the people, a lot of the people in this audience and maybe a couple that don't, but most people uh, understand what happened. That was a rigged election. And it's a shame that we had to go through it. It's very bad for our country all over the world. They looked at it. And uh, they saw exactly what everyone else saw. You look, even if you just look recently with the 51 intelligence agents, that made a 16 point difference. Uh, if you look at the well, FBI, if you look at the FBI and uh, Twitter, uh, they call it Twitter files, made a big difference. If you look at Mr. President, the vote, back to what you just said there, though, it, it was not a rigged election. It was not a stolen election. Caitlin Collins wants to fight him. This is what you did to her. You put her in a position to fight. That's not her job. Unless you're a very stupid person, you know it's a rigged election, is exactly what you would expect Trump to say. And now you're going to get mad at him for saying the thing you knew he was going to say. Why would you do that? Now, it gets a little more interesting Here is more of President Trump when he was going directly at Caitlyn Collins as Caitlyn Collins was repeatedly, repeatedly interrupting him. And she was. She made herself the story. Who didn't think that this 
was going to come. Joe Biden, they didn't raid Obama. But Joe Biden didn't ignore a subpoena to get those documents back like Joe you Biden did. And took so that's 1850 the question. But that's the question that investigators have, I think, is why you held on to those documents when you knew the federal government was seeking them and then had given you a subpoena to return them. Are you them. ready? Are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah, what's you the mind? answer? Can I, do you mind? I would like for you to answer the okay, question. Okay, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to You're a nasty person, I'll tell you. <laughs> Negotiating, and we were talking to NARA, that's Washington, to bring whatever they want. They can have whatever they want. When we left Washington, we had the boxes lined up on the sidewalk outside for everybody. People are taking pictures of them. Everybody knew we were taking those boxes. And the GSA, the government service, the GSA was the one taking them. They brought them down to Mar-a-Lago. We were negotiating with NARA. All of a sudden, they raid our house. When Biden has his documents, he won't give back the 1,850 boxes. And you're going to find some real gems in there. But it was so Biden who alerted have them that he had the documents. Of, the National Archives reached of, out to you to get your documents back. Why did you not turn them over when you got a subpoena we asking for you to turn them over? Them. We were negotiating with them as per... As per the Presidential Records Act, we were negotiating with NARA. That's not what Very the Presidential nice people, Records Act says. I've but they've got to love our Constitution a little bit more. You didn't think he was going to call Caitlin Collins nasty? You didn't think he was going to defend his... I, what did you think you were going to get out of this? Trump got everything he wanted out of this. CNN, what did they get out of this? Upsetting their entire base? The political right is disgusted with CNN for the way they treated Trump. The political left is disgusted with CNN for having Trump. And everybody in the middle said, why is are we still so totally obsessed with Trump? But the big one, if we could, was this comment about the debt ceiling, about the debt limit. And uh, Trump said something that I don't necessarily disagree with. You could decide to just let the debt limit happen, right? Just let it happen. Let it pass, and, 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 and we'll all survive. Maybe it won't be as ugly as everybody says. But when he answered the question about the debt limit and his take on the debt limit, Caitlin Collins, the host, had a had a solid uh, re- response, which is, well, what about what you said in the past? Listen, if they don't give you massive cuts, you're going to have to do a default. And I don't believe they're going to do a default because I think the Democrats will absolutely cave because you don't want to have that happen. But it's better than what we're doing right now. Because we're spending money like drunken sailors. So just to be clear, Mr. President, you think the U.S. should default if the White House does not agree to the spending cuts Republicans are demanding? Well, you might as well do it now because you'll do it later. Because we have to save this country. Our country is dying. Our country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. You once said that using the that using the debt ceiling as a negotiating wedge uh, just could not happen. You you said that when you were in the That's Oval Office. That's when I was president. So, so why is it different now that you're out of office? Because now I'm not president. <laughs> Sorry, that's cheap. 
That's that, that. That is not an answer. That is meant to get respect. That people applauded that. Come now. You are you are better than that. That is a ridiculous, cheap, low class answer that you wouldn't accept from anybody because Trump said it. Look at me, circus seal. Stop it. It was a crap answer. Say so. It was a crap answer. And I think people should be paying attention to when he does things like that. Do you do we default on the debt? Yes or no? Has nothing to do with whether or not you're in office. It wasn't cute. Be honest about that. I've got much more to discuss on this. It's going to take days to break it all down. Oh, keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. I should be clear about something. There were answers I didn't like from Trump. There were answers I thought were fine from Trump. CNN takes the hits for that town hall because that town hall was ridiculous. And they handled it poorly. And one of the reasons that you know they handled it poorly is that they didn't actually care about the audience. You know they invited Republicans and people who were Trump supporters to be in the crowd. But when they asked the questions, the questions were all asked from their leftist perspective. That would put the audience more in favor of Trump as seeing Trump being attacked once again by a leftist press. Everything they did was wrong, backwards, ridiculous, strange, kooky. If CNN wants to be a real network, well, you got to keep firing people or you got to realize that maybe Chris Licht ain't the guy for the job. Governor Kevin Stitt of Oklahoma up next. This is Tony Katz today.